Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the World Series of Politics podcast, where two heavy hitters in the political, legislative, and regulatory space take swings at the curveballs thrown at the gaming sector by legislators and regulators around the world for IGV. We've got Brendan Bussman and Grant Iden stepping up to the plate to discuss the hot topics in this space from across the world. Let's play ball on another episode of the World Series of Politics. Welcome back to another World Series of Politics podcast. I'm your host, Brand Iden, along with my good friend, Cape Crusader, Brendan Bossman, and we are in the throes of legislative sessions. We are talking all gaming all the time here in the U.S. It seems like every uh, about hour my phone is pinging with something new. We've got new updates coming in, and man, is it exciting to see some action. Uh, I hope you feel the same way, Brendan, because I know you've been a little down lately. We're trying to lift your spirits about things happening around here. What do you think? What, what do you mean I've been down? I'm very positive. I got things going on. I know we're going to talk. About oh, yeah, you're Mr. Oh, yeah, you're Mr. Positive. That's right. I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I see how this I see how this episode's going to go. This is going to be great. You know, hey, we'll 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 make, we'll make Busman the bad guy and, and we'll make guy the good guy. You know, it's OK. I thought we were Cape Crusaders. Yeah, they're in the dynamic tool, but, uh, you know. It, no, that's the way it goes. You got to play good cop, bad cop sometimes. You know, we got to keep the listeners on their toes. No, absolutely. So, absolutely. so where are we at? So I I think it's been exciting. I mean, since our last episode, we've had a lot of movement. Uh, do you agree? We have, I, I, I would agree. We've had a lot of movement, a lot of it positive, uh, you know, and, and things moving in the right direction. And obviously, we know that happens as things get towards the end of sessions because, you know, they they every session that uh, I've ever been in, gaming becomes the the last thing you consider, the last thing you put at the end uh, to be able to do that. And it's, you know, done that way for a host of different reasons. Part of it's the art of the deal and negotiation and how that all happens. Um, but it's also, you know, one of those that that, uh, you know, you've got people that as they're doing a little horse training at the end, you know, that that things come up, you know, clear to the last hour as we do that. And you know, I think as we kick this off and look at the biggest movement, and it goes to horse trading off of this because there's only one thing you think of when you think of Kentucky and you think of the Derby, but congrats in Kentucky and a great win for sports betting over a state that uh, we were a little bit unsure of going into the session this year. Well, no, it it, it was a big win, and, and you're right. I mean, I got a lot of puns we could say there. You know, out of the starting gate strong in Kentucky this year. You know, they're a length <laughs> and a half ahead. I, I, I yes. could go on and on all day, but you're right. We did have a great great win in Kentucky. Um, one of those that I would call a sleeper state for the year, not one that was probably on anybody's major list, probably a second tier list in thinking about what Kentucky was going to look like this year. We always had issues as we knew uh, the lift was going to be in the Senate here. It has been in the Senate and, but it really came together. And I'll tell you what, uh, I was on the ground 48 hours leading up to the vote, uh, you know, help, helping shepherd that uh, with our partners in the industry. And I will tell you that I have to give a tremendous shout out to Representative Merit Meredith, who carried the bill, Senator Damon Thayer, who's been a longtime friend and champion in the Senate of this issue, and Governor Bashir. And this was a classic case of, you know, I call them the, the, the sports betting triumvirate in uh, Kentucky. This was a case of bipartisanship really coming together. The governor was making calls. Uh, obviously, governor's a Democrat there, a House and Senate, the Republicans. Uh, and this took everybody to be able to get this done. And what came out, I think, was was really strong legislation uh, for the year for the most part. 9.75% tax rate on retail, 14.25% on mobile. 
we don't love those double digit tax rates, but you know, certainly below the industry average that we're seeing right now. And I know that you and I love to talk tax rates, Brennan, but you know, each of the tracks there get three skins each. So you're going to see a robust mark. It. And um, you know, low low fees, 500k entry fee for operators, 50,000 a year renewal. So this really, I think, culminates a pretty pretty strong market. What do you think? No, I think it can be, and you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those markets that it was basically surrounded, other than the tip, which we'll get to that state that's the tip uh, that uh, you know doesn't have that over the course of time yet on, as it relates to sports betting. But you know, whether it's the data, the geo comply shares. Uh, as you look at these states and and everything else, Kentucky was surrounded by it. So, you know, I, I always would love to see a, a lower tax rate. I'm the low tax guy, you know, as we joke, I'm the no tax guy uh, over everything. So, you know, but but still under that 15% threshold that I said is when you start inhibiting innovation and, you know, reinvestment in the customer. So we're underneath that, but I think it'll be a great, strong market. Obviously, there's a lot of room for competition, which is always good. Because uh, competition also leads to that innovation and, and reinvestment in, in the player experience. So, you know, I think overall it's great. Kentucky's a great gaming state as it is. Uh, you know, obviously know much more for the parimutuel, but we see what they do with HHRs and everything else. And, you know, we also have to commend Kentucky this year for what they did with with the uh, skill-based fan. Um, and that obviously is another issue that's going across the country and commend them for, over, for that action earlier uh, uh, this year in their session before they adjourned. You're absolutely right. I think overall, good year in Kentucky. We've got a lot of states to cover. So we also saw some action in North Carolina. Uh, you know, I've got to go to North Carolina because of our little wager and where that sits. But obviously, the bill has moved out of the House into the Senate with a strong bipartisan vote of 64-45. Uh, we knew that last session, the issues were in the House. We were short two votes in the House. This year, overwhelming uh, majority there. Um, uh, in my opinion, coming out of the House, I think that the Senate, uh, you know, it's got new members. Um, what, what do you think? You know, obviously, we do have our, our wager as it relates to North Carolina. Um, and we'll talk about where the backside of that wager is over in Missouri here in a little bit, because I don't want you to think that you have got this, uh, you know, wrapped up and, you, and you're running down the track with victory. You, 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 this may be a photo finish as we sit here and look at this. Uh, <laughs> over everything. Uh, but, you know, I think North Carolina is looking at, well, you know, obviously there's some other gaming interests as it relates to that in the state, but here's a state that already has sports betting. It's already one that exists. Um, it's just, you know, seeing that that continually further to have it be mobile statewide, uh, as opposed to what you see in, in, the, in the tribal aspects today. So, you know, it, it's one of those that I think it, it can be a great state. It's further you know, shows that that attitudes are changing on gaming as you're seeing more Southern states look at this. And obviously, you know, we've talked about Georgia. We, we haven't really talked about Alabama and some of that in general, but you, you see a nature that gaming and sports betting are very much mainstream things. And it allows the, the, the illegal market that's been thriving underneath for years to come to fruition, get states to recoup some of these tax dollars that are there and allowing consumer protections to come into place. So, you know, I, I am a little bit more bullish on North Carolina, but to the same extent, I'm still holding true to my wager that, uh, you know, as much as Missouri uh, necessarily isn't uh, the best when it comes to, to football and, and basketball as a university, uh, I'm hoping they come across the finish line on sports betting a little bit quicker uh, than North Carolina so uh, I can get that bottle of wine as, as opposed to you on this case. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's talk about Missouri. Uh, as we speak, uh, today, uh, the day of recording, 
Uh, so we'll know more, obviously, once this uh, once this uh, version goes live here of, of this episode. But Missouri debating the bill today in the Senate. We've known that this was always the issue. The House has uh, time and time again been the the champions and the leader on the issue in terms of being able to get this over to the Senate. Uh, we know that there are some senators that uh, want to bring other gaming issues into this bill and, and do not want to make this just a standalone sports betting bill. Uh, it's same issues. I'm not sure that anything has been resolved. Obviously, you're a bit more bullish on this one. Do you think this is the year for Missouri? Do you think that the Senate's going to make movement today? Uh, here we are in the throes of it. Obviously, Missouri's got a little bit of time left, but do you think some headway can be made today? You know, I, I think I think you will see some movement in the Senate, and, I, and, there, and I'm still bullish on Missouri, and I, and I say that even, you know, last year I think had had it not ended the way it did, and and I know you say senators plural, but I would say senator uh, individually, uh, and being able to do that, and and I say that from the standpoint of you know you, you see some individual comments of last year, you know, burning the house down with a filibuster, and then you know, uh, trying to look like the savior in the end. And this year, you know, after getting your bill not out of committee and now you're sitting here trying to, oh, well, we'll figure this out, blah, 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 blah. You know, as I said on record, this this should be about good policy. This should be about what what comes to mind. And if it shouldn't be about it, an, an individual's personal agenda in this and being able to do that. And if we're about good policy, this is a home run. This shouldn't be an issue. I think the question happens in the Senate and this becomes the overall is, can you, you know, does this get filibustered into oblivion like that? And is there time? There's more time this year to resurrect it than there was last year. Um, but the question is, does that happen? I still think it does. Missouri's debated this longer than any freaking state out there. This was, you know, done. I still remember, you know, post pass for repeal sitting there. I think it was in November in Jefferson City and MLB was sitting there saying, hey, we've learned a lot. We only want a quarter as opposed to a full percentage of the integrity fee. Um, so that's how far back this debate goes in Missouri. Really needs to get done. And the, the show me state needs to show us that it's ready to do sports betting. Well, we will see. I think and if I was a betting man, we're going to see a filibuster today. I would definitely put money on that. Um, oh, absolutely. So I, I would no I'm bet on that. <laughs> and 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 so I I think that's going to happen. The question becomes is does the Senate have uh, does Senate leadership and and the senators all have the stamina to sort of wait this thing out, go through the filibuster process, um, you know? And I don't know. We'll just have to see if the appetite's there to do it. Um, interesting. Obviously, the wager's still on, and we are afoot, my friend. Uh, speaking of things moving, let's talk Texas. Obviously, our guest, Governor Perry, on a couple episodes ago, really bullish on Texas, said it was going to get done. Uh, confident in that. We've now seen a historic movement in Texas. The first time ever uh, sports wagering bill and a casino bill, for that matter, have come out of a committee. Nine to three vote awaiting floor action from the calendar committee in, te in Texas and the House side. Um, this was really a historic day for the industry and big movement in Texas. Obviously, uh, the legislature wraps up there at the end of May. Uh, what do you think? Uh, we still got plenty of time. I'm still bullish. Uh, obviously, we know it's going to be a tough lift with the Senate. Thoughts? Yeah, you know, I still say all roads lead through the Senate. I will say, and, and, and I do uh, you know, believe that, that, uh, this was a historic day because you've never seen this. And I say that going back to when I tried to legalize casinos dating back to the two thousands, um, you know, granted I was two at the time. We'll just, you know, we'll say that on the record, but, uh, you Tell know, it's about we, the good old days, grandpa Busman. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Th <laughs> thanks. 
<laughs> Thanks, young spry Aiden. Uh, uh, and being able to talk about this, but you know, I, I sit there still and say, yes, you had a historic day in the house, um, getting out of committee, but you still have to get out of that chamber. Um, you know, I still go back to that hearing and yes, it was a very long hearing in state affairs that day. Um, with gaming taking up a good portion of the of the front side of that, uh, I think in totality that was probably a ten to eleven hour hearing uh, for everything they had on their plate, you know. But I still sit there and go, you know, does this get tossed around? And and especially on tax and license rates, which you know are my biggest thing. Um, and and does, how does that flow on the floor of the house? And you know, can you whip those votes up? You know, then all roads lead to the Senate and. You know, that uh, that comes down to, uh, you know, where the where the lieutenant governor sits on this and whether he's going to allow it through the caucus or not, uh, which is what Governor Perry talked about, you know, when he was on with us. So I, I still would love to see Texas happen. I'd love to see it happen on both fronts, uh, not just sports, but obviously on the casino side. Um, and but obviously, I know there's feelings with with individual legislators on what that looks like, but uh you know, I know our our, our friend and, and uh, down there in Rick Perry is doing a great job, and we appreciate the governor's efforts. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, continuing to work the issue hard. I know. I know the industry obviously will continue to work the industry. Yeah, will we'll continue to work the bill hard, and and we'll just have to see how this plays out. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, it's going to be what happens in the Senate. It's going to be what happens with the lieutenant governor. Uh, but. Action, uh, nonetheless, and it's been good to see. Uh, I'm going to jump now to Mississippi only to briefly touch on the fact that the governor has signed a bill in Mississippi, uh, very similar to what happened, uh, as I always like to say, prior to retail casinos, meaning that a study bill has been passed and signed by the governor, basically saying that um, uh, a committee will be formed as appointed by the speaker, the Senate leadership, and, and the governor to study the issue of uh, mobile sports wagering in the state. Uh, this is exactly the process that has happened before. I think that M Mississippi is used to this process. I think that we're going to see what that study uh, looks like, but I think that all the roads probably lead to Mississippi passing mobile in 2024 is my guess. Uh, I, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, it's been one of those that, that since the repeal of past, been obviously, you know, we're a month away roughly from, from the, the five-year anniversary off that of, Yes, they went through expediency. Yes, they did this from land, but you know they're, they're coming to a point that you have what's going on in Louisiana, you have what's going on in Tennessee. You you really got to look at the mobile option because you're leaving money on the table. And and I would agree that I I think that's the conclusion that will come out of the study committee. Uh, and you know I applaud them for starting this effort. And I think it definitely will be something that that comes up that we're we're looking at next year uh, from a legislative standpoint. And I don't think it'll be an issue. Yep, I, I agree with that. And we're wrapping up here because I know we're limited on time. Uh, well, obviously, you and I just got back from the IGA conference uh, talking a lot about tribal gaming, what that's looking like across the country. Then on the heels of that, Kansas now uh, moving a bill through the House and Senate on its way to the governor's desk, which would basically allow the governor to compact uh, beyond tribal lands in the state. And, you know, this uh, could potentially open up this conversation we've been talking about with the with the Seminoles. This is what's now in the court. Does this violate IGRA? Obviously, uh, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out. But I think this bill is going to go to the governor's desk. I think it's going to get signed. I think we're going to see this same sort of conversation start again in Kansas. What do you think? You know, I, I would agree. And obviously, you know, that Kansas has always looked at gaming in a unique way. And you can see that from when in 07, you know, Kela passed, which was the Kansas Expanded Lottery Act that allowed for casinos and casinos being authorized uh, as part of the lottery and, and and the contracts that are established there. 
you know, part of this, I think it, it helps smooth over what was when passed last year in sports betting uh, with allowing tribes to have access to that and how that looked. But obviously there's a larger implications. And I say that from both sides of, you know, how does this look within the state as it relates to the, the tribal interest down there? But obviously there's a lot of conversations going on at the federal level. And as we heard last last week while we were in uh, San Diego, you know, over what happens with IGRA and what happens from an administrative, because obviously there's not a legislative appetite to go in and, and update, you know, that piece of legislation uh, as there should be, uh, because obviously times have changed and, and there's an opportunity to, to, to do some stuff off of that. But, you know, the, the question becomes, does this happen legislatively? Does it happen administratively? And obviously, you know, how does that impact states' rights and what happens with every one of these state compacts? is is all in in the conversation as that relates to that and even so much as going back to florida and what happens with the seminal case that is still looming out there uh going forward in addition to what they have at the federal level and what i think will still come back up with on amendment three as relates to uh, a potential expansion of gaming that's right that's right well i know we're going to dig into that more throughout the course of the year i know we've got a lot yep. more episodes to talk about that uh, yeah final words on the last state i don't want to leave it behind vermont we don't talk about it much things moving in vermont without a lot of fanfare but a bill is moving in vermont it's now moved to the senate uh we're going to see i i i think we're going to see sports wagering in vermont before the end of the year uh, it seems to be moving through in a bipartisan manner uh this is basically going to allow the lottery to control what this looks like uh RFP process for the operators. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of details not really flushed out yet, but probably a revenue share right around 20%, somewhere around two to six operators. Um, you know, Vermont, not not a hugely populated state, but I do think we're going to see another victory for the industry of Vermont this year. Well, and, and I'm not debating you off of that. You know, it, it is the one state up in that northeast corridor that does not have it. And obviously. I know we haven't had a chance to talk about Maine, which obviously legalized last year, but still is trying to figure out how it proceeds forward. And uh, last I checked, uh, the, the, the board's still empty on the number of operators that have decided to jump in in Maine. But, you know, you, you look at Vermont, you look at New Hampshire, that obviously also has an iGaming bill out there. Uh, we don't want to be remiss in, in not bringing that up. But, you know, I think Vermont probably does this and and it becomes a, hey, we're last to the party. We, we don't want to be left out. So. You know, I, I think that probably does happen, whether it becomes victory number two or three or four down this year. You know, I think things are looking up uh, for that to happen. But, you know, I think it's just a matter of, of how quickly they can get that done. And you are right. It is a very bipartisan effort. Well, there we have it, folks. And okay. we've come to our stopping point. I think we've covered as many hey, states hey, as we can. Oh, wait a minute. We've got, wait a minute. No, we've we've got, we've, I've got one thing we've got to talk about, because obviously there was another change in policy recently. And that related to the NFL. And that specifically, is, that is correct. That is correct. Know, I don't Thank want to you. be Thank you for pointing that out. out. And, and obviously, the NFL has said sports books on uh, stadiums around that uh, and books attached to it can be open on game day. Um, obviously, I know the first one to do that might be for a company you're, you're very familiar with uh, and being able to do that. Obviously, there's others as you sit there and look at like the Cardinals out in Arizona to be able to what they're doing. Um, and they had to create a standalone facility. But obviously, I think, you know, it shows the evolution on how this is working. Anything you want to comment before we exit for the day off of this? Or we want to save well, this for no, another episode because we got no, the other we, leagues we can talk about as well, too. 
So. We certainly can. And I know we'll talk about this more with other episodes, but historic day, uh, honestly, for the, the NFL owners to basically agree to allow these bo- sports books to be open in stadiums. I think it's a big win for the industry. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, we will see how this unfolds with the other leagues as um, as we get into, uh, you know, the end of this year and into next. But yes, I mean, I think that that was a big day for for fans as well. I mean, for fans yeah, to be able absolutely. to participate, I think it's going to be huge. So. Um, well, there yeah, now I think we've covered everything, right? <laughs> I think we have. I think we have. And I know we've gone a little bit long, but we'll have a, a new episode down the way. And and we are not forgetting our international friends at all. There's plenty going on that. And we'll start getting into, you know, Brazil and Thailand and, and what's, you know, the recovery in Macau and those types of things. But, you know, we wanted to make sure everybody's up to date on what's happened in the U.S. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you very much. And this has been another episode of the World Series of Politics. You've been listening to the World Series of Politics podcast with Brendan Bussman and Brent Iden. We'll be back on field very soon. This has been an IGB production. For the latest news, views, analysis, and data on the global gaming industry, head to iGamingBusiness.com.